This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. You're listening to Sport On, your weekly fix of everything sporty, with me, Sachin, me, Declan, and me, Eden. Let's play ball! Whistle! Gothenburg, good evening. It's Friday, 5pm, and you are listening to Sport On, your favourite show about sport. I'm Eden McLachlan, here in the studio tonight with you, and I will be joined by Sachin and Declan. How is it going, boys? It's going great. Really, really nice. Really, I got that Friday feeling. Seconded. <laughs> Seconded. <laughs> so, um, have you had a productive week? What have you been up to? Oh, yes. Just a ton of schoolwork. Not so much outside school, despite the weather actually being a lot better this week than the, the week before. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Same as you. Sec- seconded. I would say that as well. That's my new favourite uh, sentence to say now. Um, yeah, a lot of like school work, uni work, all of that. And, uh, you know, I've been very excited about the news we had from Germany um, this week. Yeah. The Bundesliga is going to restart anytime soon. True. How do you feel about that, guys? It's crazy. <laughs> it, it just feels like so, so, so like, because it's not like, oh, we'll restart in July. It's like yeah. two weeks from now, we'll restart. And then it's just like that is, yeah. football is coming home. You know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, what have you been up to this week, Declan? I've been, uh, yeah, similar, similar to you guys. I've been trying to get out a little bit, you know. Mm. Eden saw me uh, taking the recycling. Uh, he saw me I in have, the wild. Yes, yeah, I we've been stalking him as well. Yeah, not really. No, I uh, <laughs> just got off the tram, and um, the man was taking off his recycling bins. Never seen a man more focused than that. Try to find someone else focused as Declan carrying well, recycling. Yeah, just to save the Mate, planet. I shouted at him. No answer. Yeah. Do you have your headphones on or something? Or maybe it was no. thinking like, <laughs> I would avoid it so much. I did have my headphones on, but there was no music playing. Sure. <laughs> it's just my way, my way of ignoring people. You could tell it was him, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah. yeah that annoying French man, <laughs> you're not him anymore. Uh, All right, so you listeners, we've left you with Declan and Sachin halfway through our sport book club last week. Is that right? That is absolutely right. Uh, we have uh, some more books to, to talk about. Um Maybe, maybe as good as the as as last week's. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you've got some more to. You're not. You're not. Have you got any more to re- to uh, review for us, Sachin? Um, no, actually, not many more. I just kept thinking Eden has uh, a few I've that he hasn't few. spoken he's a, of. He's a man of many books. Yes, at least many books. At least he claims to be. I yeah. wonder how far that's true, though. <laughs> Just pretend to. Yeah, he's got a bookshelf with full of unread books, but it's just, you know, for the image. I just Googled them and read the feedbacks on the internet. That is it. Yep. Cult- so we've got books. We might what else do we have? Speak uh, of a few sport documentaries that me might have watched. Yeah. yeah. The visual medium. The visual a lot more. Medium. A lot more. Uh, Engaging. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And finally, we might also dip into a few famous sport quotes yeah. that we could possibly remember mm. and also uh, find out why it sort of means so much yeah i'm very excited to find out which sports quotes you've uh, picked up because i've picked up quite a few just in case uh, we pick up the same okay. but i'm very excited to see which one you've picked up me too and also i think it's uh, time we uh, speak of a few developments in the football leagues around the world Mm. The past few days, yeah. Man, it's been so long since I fucking watched football that I've forgotten how to fucking even complain. 
This is Sport On with Eden, Declan and me, Sachin. So, first of all, as I mentioned just before, there have been some mm-hmm. developments in the footballing leagues across the world. And the ones that we would like to focus on are the ones in Europe. Yep. Starting with the Premier League, did you guys hear that uh, the clubs have come out in favour of finishing the league at any cost before the end of the year? I have heard that as well. I've seen as Which well. means Liverpool might potentially actually win the league. It I'm bothers still, I'm me. Still, I'm still sceptical if that's actually going to happen. It feels so unfeasible. It like, does, doesn't it? Because they're not going to be able to have sta- fans at the stadium, right? Yeah, that's the minimum. So it's basically going to be behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Who's going to want to watch that? Exactly. I don't know. Uh, what, like, I will watch it. If, if, <laughs> if, if there's no it's fans, like, it, you would watch games from Are they going to like pump well? in like fan noise to the stadium, do you think, to get, kind of get the players going? Or, we, or is it going to be just dead silence where you can hear everything, that, like a training match? Maybe. I don't know. In uh, in Germany, I heard, I think, was it by Leverkusen, who have actually uh, gotten their fans to sponsor cutouts of them placed mm. in their seats and might even start sort of making fan noises sort of ring out in the stadium. That's I, Yeah, I saw another another team had done like a drive-through kind of thing where they were going to have like a big screen outside the stadium and then you drive your car into a, like, a, like a drive-through cinema, but drive-through football instead. Damn. That's ridiculous, isn't it? What's yeah. uh, the latest in the French League? Apart from the fact that PSG have just been handed the title. Yeah, yeah I think so that's, I think that's it. It's that's it. It's yeah. on the start next yeah, and I heard Hopefully. Leon and all are planning on protesting against the decision. <clears throat> yeah, so they're planning on protesting due to the fact that they are not going to any European Championship next That's year, despite the fact they are still in uh, the Champions League this season and they mm-hmm. have to play the second leg against Juventus after beating them. So they still have got the opportunity to be in it next year if the Champions League resume mm. and manage to um, go through it. But so they try to protest, and they were tr- thinking of o- organizing playoffs as well hmm. to see who could go for Europe because it's very tight. It's like top couple of points mm. between the seventh, which is Lyon, and the third, uh, which is Rennes. Um, it's nothing more than five points, something like that. So you know there was like ten, eleven games left. So everything could have happened. Mm. And that's the problem as well, though, when you when you try and end these leagues, and some teams have actually played more games than others, and yeah. then you kind of just like. It, it just doesn't work. You either yeah. there's no real like satisfactory solution, really, is there? No, but all. I think the the main satisfactory solution would be to stop Liverpool from winning the title. Absolutely, that's, yeah. I think that's the what a pity. Yeah, I think you <laughs> know if you if you if you wanted to win the Premier League, <laughs> you should have done it all those opportunities that you had over the past thirty years. So what? yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair. Agree. That's Don't fair. Just Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's not my fault. I'm not. We've not invented that pandemic just to. But. Speaking of the Premier League, though, I actually um, watched uh, a video uh, David Ornstein posted on uh, Instagram. He is uh, one of the most trusted journalists when it comes to news related to Arsenal. Mm. And he's come out and said, and his sort of uh, news snippets are super trustworthy. Mm. And he's actually come out and said, club medics have actually handed in sort of requests to their respective club higher-ups. To revoke the decision to play, because yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they feel, yeah, because they feel, because you're putting the players at risk. Mm. Uh, forget the fans. Like, why are we not bothered about the players? And then there was some talk about moving the league to Australia, or at some point I read something that said they might just pick ten neutral venues, and Emirates Stadium was yeah, one of them. And yeah, I saw that. I I've just like there are so many developments in the last uh, week or so. We just don't know what to expect, do we? 
Not really, no. And we won't know until the final decision is going to be taken. But yeah. I want I want you to make a prediction, Eden. I want you to make a prediction <laughs> on, on how they're going to finish the league and who's going to win the league. Well, Liverpool's got to win the league. Uh, don't matter about that. And um, I don't know how it's going to end up. I don't know. You could. How end- would you do it? If you were uh, <laughs> would I do you're a chief scientist for the Premier League, what's your like uh, solution to avoid the players? You do like they did in France. You cancel it okay. and you give Liverpool the title. Because I was thinking you were going to do like you know space helmets or something like that. Well, so at least didn't... bribe your way to the title, man. Yeah. Do the most respectful thing. Bribe your way into yeah. it. <laughs> I would try to do that. Anyway, so, um, any any news in Germany though? You, uh, basically, Ange- Ang- Angela Merkel said that they can restart the league. No. So the so the they they're going to they're going to basically come up with a plan to to um to restart it um we don't know as of yet how that's going to look but um but yeah some some in some format at the end of may it's going to be it's going to be back end of may yeah. Yeah, so that's in like 3 weeks dates, yeah. we're thinking of two dates we're thinking of may the 16th or may the 23rd but so to it's be actually f- like like in a two a week and a half two weeks is yeah Ben to restart again. But to be fair though, Germany's actually handled the virus really well, haven't they? Like they have at least yeah. managed to keep the numbers relatively low. Mm-hmm. Compared to France, England, Spain, or Italy, have yeah. done pretty well. Sure. And the Swedish football league is resuming mid-May. Early June. Early June. Apparently, okay. this is what they're aiming for. There won't be any fan in it, but they're aiming to restart it early, early June. I think I've read somewhere on the twelfth of June. I just don't see the point without the fans. I mean, I'm actually not that much of a match-going fan. I haven't been to a football match in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it's not really the same. You, we, we, when uh, the last Europa League match was, was United behind closed doors. And uh, I think that was for another reason than, than the coronavirus. But was it some racist? It might have been, yeah. And it was just, it's just not the same. It's just mm-hmm. like you can't really get into it because it's just True. so so quiet. So yeah. I don't know. Cancel all the leagues. Take away Liverpool's title. Please. End of. It's a player's I'm, safety you're worried about, man. Yeah. I'm going to do that, right? Cancel the league, give the title to Liverpool, and there we go. <laughs> Tune in to A Year of Albums every Saturday at 10am. I'll be sharing tracks from some of the 365 albums I've listened to this year with a new guest every week, only on K103. So, with that quick update on the football league status around the world, or at least in Europe, um, let's continue with our uh, flirtations with uh, books related to sports. I'm right. just going to call it a flirtation. You made it I sound really, so sexy. I ne- did. Reading has never been sexier. Because <laughs> for me, it was more like we flirted with the topic, really didn't yeah. sort of dwell into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys said you've got a couple of more books that you would want to talk about. What? Yeah, I think Declan and I had a few more books um, because mainly sport books are not comic books. Um, Sure, fair enough. If they were, though. I've got a great one for you. If they were. Uh, I've got a great comic book for you, though. You might like it. Uh, But yeah, Declan, you can go crack on. Yeah, Uh, uh, what I was thinking of was um, a really good book about Brazilian football uh, by a guy called Alex Belos, which is called uh, Football, like in the Brazilian way of writing football the uh, football <laughs> yeah. the, the Brazilian <laughs> way of life that sounded more Swedish than the Brazilian s- could you try to say it Brazilian and Portuguese don't, I don't know how you do uh, Portuguese I don't I don't <laughs> Portuguese um, so yeah basically it's a it's a discussion about how how you know it's basically like a history book about mm. Brazilian football so it starts from uh, the streets 
yeah basically. yeah you know yeah. And, and kind of the how football came to brazil so it all came from like you know british sailors and things like that and oh. then it like develops in this like game and then you see how you know how brazilian football develops into its own kind of very mm. unique way of playing the game and i think that's that's one of the cool things about football is you know this like isolation at the start of football before you had like big international tournaments meant yep. that like you know teams played football in such different ways it wasn't there speaking of like that would be like isn't the story about like india when they went to the was it the world cup or the olympics and they they, in, they uh, 76 it was, the olympics. i feel it was earlier than that and they they couldn't they they wanted to play barefooted yeah they, they didn't have to, yeah. shoes to yeah. yeah true true i think so, it was the 50s if yeah. i'm wrong maybe 50s yeah, yeah. So it's it's just really interesting how uh, it's just a good way of seeing how how football was developed in Brazil. So that's my recommendation. Cool. What's it called though? Football. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. The Brazilian Futebol. way of life. Football. F U T E B O L. Huh. Yeah. Nice, nice spelling. Football yeah. is huge in uh, South America, isn't it? Like yeah. River uh, River Plate Boca Juniors is one of the world's biggest sort of rivalry. Like, yeah. have you watched one of those games? I've seen I've seen like clips from it with the fans and stuff. It's just Man, insane. Man, yeah. I managed to watch it once, mm. and in Indian time it was I think three thirty a.m. to like mm. five a.m. Mm. But I somehow managed to stay up, and I was like, ah, oh, let's see what the fuss is about. Mm. Man, you can't hear the referee blowing the whistle. It is that noisy. Wow. Jesus, and there are fights. Yeah, every yeah, foul. There's that. literally a brawl that goes on, and the referee is beyond upon just helpless. And there are cops, by the way. Oh yeah. Instead of yeah. instead of like you have your sort of security guards in the English Premier League, you've got cops. Like, and there's a military van right outside that they take a sort of video shot of as the camera enters, and I'm like. Dude, that is something. Imagine just mm. being there. It's not like helicopters on top of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised at all. Just in case, yeah. Because the amount of fouls even, like, have you seen, Oof. I don't know if you've seen clips of, like, highlights. It's just, like, <laughs> it is awful. Yeah. I've literally proper go to take each other's life. Yeah. But it's, at the end of the day, it's always a great game to watch, I that think. Is. Even the clips and yeah, all Argentina probably stops leaving Mostly. just for that. Yeah. Right, so, what's your recommendation for our book club readers yeah so um so it's a book that i'm reading right now um and i do think that declan might like it because it's related to journalism um you both of you have heard of Hunter thompson mm-hmm. yep wrote um fear and loathing in las vegas um famously mm-hmm. and he was also a sports journalist and was he he was he started his journalism career as a sport journalist and in 2000, um, like the chief editor of a column in ESPN asked him if he could do a weekly, uh, weekly article about mm-hmm. sport because he was a massive uh, football uh, addict. Mm. He was a gambling addict as well. And uh, wow. so there's a lot of story about him. Wouldn't have thought. <laughs> he wouldn't have thought at all. Um, <laughs> he didn't like baseball that much either. And so it's very interesting because it's a different complete aspect of what I've uh, read before. Because the story I based around events that happen around sports game events that were played at this time. Mm. So, for example, it will relate um, relate um, the nine eleven terrorist attack to a sport event that had happened at this time. And it's very interesting because you go through all these sport events, you know nothing about what happened. Um, you have no clue one between the True. Miami mm. Dolphins or the Denver Broncos. You just get the score sheet but you have no clue played a good game or not <laughs> and he just talks about him uh gambling with his friend uh, there's a story about him um 
having a princess from some Middle East family because one of a dude can't pay or whatever. It's just, it's a beauty. It's a beauty of read. It's very funny, um, very interesting, and you get a, quite a good idea of how the man used to live. And mm. um, it's a completely different aspect of how you can... Um, watch sports and be a sport fan but not actually much sport in the actual book not really no <laughs> that's I can't take, barely yeah. any name I've read nearly, I've nearly read all the book and I mm. think I can't name you um, the single name of a sport player well. that is in the book <laughs> he talks about football you get football teams um, him gambling mm. I hope that dude 100 grand and that is it so um, if you like reading Football, the Brazilian way of life, or Herub from Anta Thompson. If you're not a massive fan of reading, we've got a few sport documentaries for you. He shoots, he scores. So we've been going through a few sport books and um, some updates on sport um, in the world. Now, if you are not that much interested in reading and you're more into like documentaries, We've got some great sport documentaries for you. So, guys, what do you have in store? Okay. The best one you have. That's the first question I have. The best one you have. To be honest, I actually haven't watched so many sport documentaries, but the one that I actually didn't know was actually a documentary, and okay. I just looked it up now, was like, oh, I've seen that. That's a gorgeous film. It's Senna. Have you guys seen it? I actually haven't seen that, but Dude, I've heard good stuff about it. It's a yeah. fantastic flick. I've not seen it either. Yeah. Haven't you? Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, so Senna is a sort of a flick based on the Brazilian sort of Formula One uh, champion Ayrton Senna, and it sort of uh, just accounts for his life, how mm. he started off as this uh, proper car geek, and how he sort of became his own mechanic, mm, and then wow. uh, it just sort of goes on to then show his rivalry with uh, Alain Prost, mm. uh, the British uh, sort of driver. And uh, Wait, this he's flick not was... British, he's French. Is he? He is. Yeah, who was an Englishman he had a race with? Oh, was it James Hunt? Do you remember James Hunt? It's James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Oh, yeah. So that's another one called Lauda. Have you seen Lauda? <laughs> I have not seen Lauda. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so actually I've seen both and I've <laughs> mistaken. Both. I've seen both. You and confused I've confused them. Yeah, yeah, and I confused them totally. Yeah. I was like, hang on, then there's a rivalry with James Hunt. Oh, that's, yeah, Lauda. Um, so Senna, uh, fantastic flick. I think it was out in 2011. Yeah, it's quite old now, yeah. Well, relatively. It's pretty old, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was uh, running in this, in a theater in uh, my city, Mysore. And... Uh, Actually, people don't go out to watch English flicks mm. um, in at least Mysore so much mm. compared to Bangalore. And uh, <laughs> for this flick, I'm not kidding. It was just me and another guy in a 250-seater cinema hall. And it was so strange. I was like, wow, I've never actually walked into mm. such an empty movie theater. But still, beautiful. Did flick. you guys acknowledge each other as in like, as like fellow Senna yeah. fans? <laughs> no, know, actually. The, he... the nod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in the right place doing the right thing, aren't we? Uh, but he's actually a huge uh, Formula One fan, so I just went because he's like, "Oh, dude, I have no one to go with." Jonah Kamas, like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And I do like watching Formula One once in a while, but mm. I can't watch the entire race though. Somehow it's just a wee bit I boring. I struggle. For me. I struggle. I find it boring. Yeah, yeah. I do so, struggle as well. Yeah. I, I, I find it interesting. Is, is this film more exciting than Formula One? Oh yes, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Senna would sort of be a big recommendation. And it's also on Netflix, so you can sort of... Mm. Very easy to come watch. across then. Yeah. 
and it's amazing to see how big a geek he really is and mm. oh and how he could have yeah it's it was a great driver gripping very gripping gripping story sad that he passed away just what 33 34 yeah, yeah he was quite yeah. young he mm. was one of the best rider like a lot of formula 1 driver mm. uh, quote him as one of their inspiration yeah those are cases for like Lewis Hamilton for example Hamilton actually is a huge fan i think uh, there's uh, at the end of the movie they actually show real life clips of him racing and stuff mm. and um and there are also quotes and sort of videos of the likes of Lewis Hamilton just sort of you know giving tribute to him mm. uh, but is it is it's a documentary right it's not like a it's not film like it's not fic- like a fictional film about Senna it's like a documentary no it's it's based on real life incidents basically yeah yeah okay what about you Declan um, mine would probably be this is probably because it's like the most recent one that I've watched as well so it like sticks in your mind a little bit but uh, I've been wa- watching this uh, documentary called Last Chance You uh, it's also on Netflix and it's about Last, Last Chance You Last Chance You okay. yeah. and it's about um, college uh, football in America and it's about so like you know how you have like the big college American football teams mm-hmm. and then it's basically about the the lower divisions of that and it's basically about these these kids who go to these like really random colleges in like the first two series are about a college in like the deep south and then the second two are about this college in um i think it's Kansas and it's basically they go to these places because like they've failed at the big teams maybe they've been kicked out for like academic problems or they've been kicked out for like behavioral issues mm-hmm. and then it's this is their last chance to like play well and then and then get picked up by either another big college team again or to like make the make the transition to the NFL. Um and it's just it's just really really good like you get, even if you don't like American football you get so into like the stories because they like they follow individual kind of like um players from the team you know they've got like the big characters from each season and they follow them and then they provide you an update on where on where they're playing now so you know you'll watch the series and then you'll want to check like okay where's this player now and stuff and yeah. I think two Two players from the from the series have actually made it to the NFL, um, which I think, all things considered, is quite quite well done. Although I don't think they're actually like, you know, big players in the NFL. Mm. You know, it turns out like you can basically make the NFL and then just get dropped straight away. Like I don't really know how the system works, but like you get picked up by a team and then you get put in like their reserves or like you know the equivalent of the reserves, and then it's kind of like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. So they just, you know, and then you have to join another uh-huh. team. But anyway, the the series itself is brilliant. It's like the 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 co- the head coaches for each on each series. The the first two series, it's like this this kind of like really deep south kind of guy. He's like you know this big kind of fat like he fucking goes on these really big rants against the uh, against the the teams when they lose and stuff. He's like in the dressing room like swearing at them and stuff and typical call, Sir Alex. Call it yeah. It's like imagine that Sir Alex, but he's like this big fat guy from the deep south. Mm. Um, and then the second <laughs> two series, oh sorry, the, the second, yeah, yeah, like the for uh, the ones at a different college, they're about um, this uh, Kansas team, but the the, uh, the head coach is this guy from LA, and he's like this proper like, he's he's this white guy who's got this like really like gangster LA attitude, and he he also what? he also yeah <laughs> wow. yeah, it's like really strange because he like grew up in uh, like Compton or something like that, and, right, okay. and he's he's like basically like you know he says he's like from the hood and everything, and he goes. But then in, the, in in that series it all goes crazy because he gets like uh, sacked and stuff like that and and it's yeah it's really really interesting. There's going to be uh, a new series coming out uh, hopefully soon um, about this team in LA this time. So I'm excited for the for the new series. So that is the, that's the most recent one I've watched and 
really, really worth a watch. Sounds exciting. Cool. Yeah. Was, is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. It's a Netflix cool. original, I believe. Oh. Yeah. All right. What's the name of it? Last Chance U. As in U is like university. And then Last Chance, because it's mm. their last chance. Do you get right. it? Got it. Do you get it? Yep. Yeah, I do get it. Yeah. Yes. Good. Thank now you. we get it. Yeah. Right. And um, so, yeah, my pick, I think, um, it's um sport documentary series that it's on netflix right now and um so feels not... like this whole show has been sponsored by netflix <laughs> yeah it has should, not should been. Just <laughs> disclaimer we have no allegiance to netflix or we have no monetary endorsements from them although we would like yeah some. If, if netflix are listening then uh, even we... goodies would be quite good i wouldn't mind walking around with a netflix t-shirt or something like, like that. a tote bag or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, sorry. Um, uh, if you're interested in basketball, it's a fantastic no, thing. I uh, you would get <laughs> interested in it. It's um, okay. so it's named The Last Dance, and it's a sport documentary series of ten episodes about Michael Jordan's career, and hmm. especially it focuses more on the 90s, 1997 and 98 season because for this um, NBA season. They had a female filming team, a filming crew with them, uh, pretty much twenty twenty four seven. So they picked up picked up archives, um, images from mm. this era and put them in the documentary. And mm. it goes from the start until the end. There's only six episodes um, on Netflix right now. Um, okay. They're like they're like they're like releasing them every week, right? Yeah. Also, so yeah. you've got two more next week and two more the week after, and after that it should be done. So each episode is roughly like an hour, and uh, so the good thing about it is like each episode like focus on something different. So you've got mm. like an episode about the first episode was more focused on Michael Jordan himself, mm. and the good thing about it is like it goes back in time as well. So it focuses mm. on like the first few weeks of the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season. Then you will go back in time to him being at university, being at school, being at college mm. or whatever, his first few seasons as a Chicago Bulls player. Then the second episode talks about, uh, it's more focused on Scotty Peepin. Mm. So he talks about that as well. It goes back in in the past again. Mm. Then the third episode talks about Dennis Trotman. You've got episode more focused on the coach and stuff like that. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's very nice because you've got like interviews of uh, Phil Jackson, who used to be mm. the coach um, at the time. You've got interviews of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis mm. Rodman, former journalist um, from the era. You've got former players and stuff like who played with them, who played against uh, the Bulls as well. And it's very interesting. And it's named The Last Dance because 97-98 um, was the last year for Phil Jackson as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And he named it The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. So that's mm. the whole name about it. And... Yeah, I highly recommend it. I'm it's an absolute it beauty. It's an absolute it beauty. And where can where can one watch this uh, this series? Right. So if you are not aware of that yet, uh, you could watch that on a um, streaming platform named Netflix. Have uh, you heard of it? No. No. It's <laughs> brand new, isn't it? And as another reminder, they do not sponsor Sport On either. We've got no affiliation. As of right with... now. As of now. Okay. Bye, Ilabi. <laughs> right, so uh, that's I think a sport documentary recommendation for from each of us. That will help you to kill a bit of time into this quarantine time. So after um, documentaries, it's time to talk about our favourite sport quotes. <laughs> 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 
out. What a point. What a rally between the two players. We gave you advice on our favourite sport books, on our favourite sport documentaries, and now it's time for our favourite sport quotes. So my favourite sport quote... Go for it. ...is... Quote slash rant is uh, Kevin Keegan's um, rant um, against Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd be able to get up the YouTube video of it, but um, maybe you'll you'll have to look at look at it um, later on. Um, but basically, this is in the, what season is it in? Like ninety eight, ninety seven, sometime in the in the mid to late nineties. And basically, um, Sir Alex Ferguson had said. Um, to the media that he didn't basically Newcastle and Man United were were fighting for the title and he said that basically he didn't think that uh, the team that Newcastle were going to play I think it was either Nottingham Forest or Leeds he didn't think that they were going to put up enough of a fight uh, when Newcastle went to play them mm. um, and then basically he was saying that Sir Alex Ferguson shouldn't have shouldn't have said that and then he says like uh, basically New, uh, Man United still have to go to Middlesbrough and get a win um and basically, he's famous because he he's like ranting to the Sky Sports guy, and he's going like, "I would love it, I would love it if we beat them." Whatever he's like, you know, they still have to go to Middlesbrough and get get a point off of them. And and basically, if you watch the, I think that was a pretty good impression actually of uh, what Kevin, an impression yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's just got so much potential for for memes and stuff. So I think that's that's why because it's got such it's. It's you know a man. It's a man having a rant, and there's no better like sports quote than, 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 a, rant. than a man. You know, it's like Rafa Benitez, also with Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, with his facts yeah. rant. You know, where you could where the press conference it. where he does like facts, and then he reads out a load of facts yeah. because Sir Alex Ferguson's got inside his head. I think that's one of the most underrated things about Sir Alex Ferguson is the way in which he played other managers and the yep. media as well. True. Like there was one time when. Um, when Man United had played really badly against something like Aston Villa or something, and they, I think they got a two-two draw or something at home, and basically after the match, he he just said, "Oh, the ref ref wasn't fit enough because he couldn't keep up with the game," mm. and he just made this like really outrageous claim that the ref was fat, basically. <laughs> but it took all the media attention away from the bad Man United performance and put it on Ferguson himself. Yeah, and I think that's that's you know what what one of those like underrated things of a manager is being able to like protect your team and and also just like get inside another person's head and mm. really really mess with them so that's my that's my vote for uh, for my favorite quote yeah. is uh kevin kevin keegan's i would love it rant I'm surprised you don't mention cantona as a massive united fan i know i was thinking about that as well uh with the with the seagulls and the trawler i think that that one i like as well what because is that quote it's something like isn't it like when the seagulls i'm not gonna do it in the bad french accent <laughs> Not can you do it? Not <laughs> he was gonna. He was attempting to. I don't when know why the, he When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think they'll have a fish or something like that, like yeah, a sardine. Yeah. Seagull follow the trailer, They think the fishermen will throw sardine. Yeah. At them. And it's basically it's about like the media following after Cantona because they think something's gonna, he's going to say something. There's going to be a story. Exactly. That was just after he high kicked a. Crystal Palace fan in the stand. Amazing technique on that as well. If you watch the gorgeous. replay of that, <laughs> it's beautiful. I think no, Zlatan, Zlatan will be proud of that. You know, black belt and taekwondo. I think exactly. Zlatan would. Uh... <laughs> He'll be massively proud yeah. of it. That is a beauty to watch, though. Yeah. Um, yourself? I've got a, I've got one that I've always really liked. Um, 
It's from Mark Viduka. I don't know if you remember him. Mm -hmm. So he used to be um, forward for Middlesbrough um, early 2000 uh, when Middlesbrough was still in the Premier League. And yes, so it's been, I think, the most prolific or one of the most prolific with Tim Cahill, uh, Australian in the Mm. Premier League. And Middlesbrough were very terrible at that time. They Mm. barely won any game. Mm. And he came up with a quote, which I find is beautiful. It is, I would not be bothered about losing every game if we would win the league. (laughs) (laughs) I found that one is beautiful. It's a really profound. It hardly makes any sense. It hardly (laughs) makes any sense. Super profound, isn't it? Exactly. But I do understand you probably lose another game and you're tired after running for 90 minutes. A lot of pressure behind you and it's what you come up with. I think that I think there's so many good quotes from footballers post-match interviews and yeah. managers post-match interviews because sometimes the, the energy gets to them and they just either they say something really like genuinely profound or like memorable or they say something that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I think that's the beauty of of basically interviewing someone after they've just ran around for ninety minutes because you know you, you had their heads all over the place and exactly yeah it's also a good tactic to get rid of the attention of a poor performance yeah that you've done yeah just say something that makes barely any sense and yep. they'll be talking about this exactly but speaking of rants though I think someone who really has made a name for himself the ranting is Jose Mourinho like. Mm. Man, every press conference of his was just a mm. drama. It was like journalists used to enjoy. They would literally just sort of, you know, wait for his press conferences. Like one of the most dramatic press conferences I've actually seen and the rants I've seen, like mm. Jose Mourinho sort of took it to another level. Like mm. he would just take every question asked as mm. personally as possible. Mm. And he, and I love his sort of moments where he just storms out of the press conferences. Mm. And he, there's one that comes to mind, like he just sort of asks, someone asked him, you know, oh, was that one of the most shambolic performances uh, you've seen uh, uh, United ever put out? And he said something like, 3-0, uh, 3-0, and he walks out. Mm. And then you know what? Three, uh, he lost to someone. 3-0 and then one of the press conference one of the reporters asked him oh what about the scoreline like was it one of the worst performances and he goes he just stands up and he's like excuse me are you questioning my integrity and he's like no I'm not I'm just asking mm. the performance he's like 3-0 3-0 and he says you know what's three years more titles to three titles to me than the entire 19 managers put together and he walks mm. out I was like oh that is actually a yeah he's right though you yeah. can't sort of <laughs> deny you him can't that, argue to that yeah. you can't yeah he's like i've got three more than any all the 19 premier league managers put together and i was like damn that's but i mean that's spawn. why they call him i mean the reason they call him like the special one is from a from a quote of his yeah that's the thing like yeah. when he, he, when he was un- unveiled at chelsea you know he says uh i'm a special, I'm a, I'm a special one and yeah. it's just like that i think that tells you like the the how like um, how much kind of like traction a quote can get that mm-hmm. it actually becomes like the person's like yeah. title or whatever. Nickname. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nickname, exactly. He infamously called Wenger specialist in failure and that sort of stuck with that him. That is not a bad shout as well. I, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not going to yeah, sort of validate it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't validate it, but um, yeah, that just yeah. sort of, you know, yeah. stuck with Wenger. Yeah. He shoots, he scores. I think... I could probably think of a better one, but the one that's coming to mind right now is, uh, is I believe, fr- another one. F- this one is from Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, and it's after the uh, 99 Champions League final. Um, 
for those of you who don't know that Man United were one nil down um, going into like the ninetieth minute, and then they scored two goals in added time and uh, won two one uh, to win their first Champions League title in what thirty thirty something years at that point. And afterwards, in the in the post match interview, um, Alex Ferguson says, uh, "Football, bloody hell." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and that's just. Sucks I mean that that's profound. Do you know what I mean? It's because that is what you what you think when you that's watch football. One. Sometimes it's just like that's a good one. You never you never yeah. know what's going to happen. And Especially like, if you're one nil down two minutes yeah. before yeah. the end of the game, yeah. and you managed to win two one. Yeah. Champion of Europe. Yeah. And also it was the last trophy they won to do the treble. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. So that I mean, it's just like it was the you know the the perfect kind of moment and stuff, and that kind of like I think football has that ability to like. I think other sports do as well, but I feel like it happens so much in football, like you know, where where everything's going terribly, and then the mood just changes so quickly. Like mm. you know, it's so like monumentous sometimes, particularly in stuff like Champions League when you have things like away goals. Like everything can be looking terrible and stuff, and then you get two quick goals, and then it's just it's just everything completely changes, and game. it's completely different. So I think I think that I, I like that quote because it it really like exemplifies football as a sport. That's the one I go for. Yeah, gorgeous one. Yep. I've got a great one for you. Um, yep. So we've been talking about Michael Jordan um, yep. earlier in the show, about the great sport documentary named The Last Dance Face, currently on Netflix, and I highly recommend you to watch. <laughs> so does Netflix. <laughs> Such an ad for Netflix there. <laughs> Mate, I can't wait to get an email from them. Um, so yeah, the quote I have is one of his most famous is, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. It's a good one. It's beautiful coming from one of the sport greatest. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Michael Jordan. You could have never heard of basketball. You know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah, and he sums he's, a on, lot he's on the it. shoes. He's, He's on, on the, the shoes, yes, yeah. Air Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it sums up a lot of things, you know, like a lot of sportsmen come through that. I think the mm. one who make it to be the best, they just try and try and try and try. Mm. Yeah. You need to get that mental attitude. to like Resilience in, yeah. in the face of failure. Not accept failure yeah. at any point. And yeah. all you want yeah. to do is win, be the best. And that's what happened after that. If only Declan had heard of that when he had his Gaelic football career if at I'd its have, peak. If I'd have you know, put that time into recovering my knee injury, then I would be a non-professional Gaelic football player like everyone else. I got else. injured over and over again and every yeah. time I came <laughs> back stronger. So here I am. And got injured again. God, <laughs> got hammered in the pub again. Yep. I did some did some heavy training. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that. That's... But that was the most proper way to train for a Gaelic football game, wasn't it? Or was it after that you guys were go drinking? After. If you guys want to know the reference to this, go back to Mixcloud and watch this edition when Gaelic football was spoken of by Declan. Yep. Fantastic show, that. My debut, my debut show. Yeah. Came exactly. in with a bang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was a great show. I remember it. It was yep. a great interview. I think we learned a lot, and I hope your listeners as well learned a lot about Gaelic football, which is quite an unknown sport in Sweden. At least Declan's yeah. version of it. accurate, I would say. 90% accurate. Fair enough. Right, so um, I think it's going to be enough for this week. Um, What do we talk about next week? Music, isn't it? I was thinking of having um, music now because we've been around 
all this quarantine material. You know, we've talked about sport movies. We've talked about we had a book club. We're just twice. running out of ideas now, aren't we? <laughs> we talk about book club twice. Uh, we talk about quotes. We talk about documentaries. I think now next step it's music. I mean, we could talk about sport paintings or whatever, but I love do think it. music yeah. will be... Uh, love it. I would love it. I, I would love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do think uh, next week um, we will come up with our favorite uh, sports songs. And I really hope uh, we can pick some supporter chants as mm-hmm. well. That'd be quite good. Um, so that's what we are going to do next week. We have an update to do as well uh, on uh, the previous episode. So we were talking about uh, contacting Sunil Chetri, which is uh, the most popular Indian football player. He is uh, a captain of the Indian football club. He's man. the captain of the uh, Indian national team. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have contacted him. Uh, we're still waiting for an answer. Uh, hopefully we can <laughs> respond to him. I like how optimistic soon. he is. I mean, I, th- I think we've got a good chance. I'm, <laughs> you I'm never not, know. You know, I'm Mate, not ruling f- us out. I fixed the studio to do Skype interview to have an interview <laughs> with him instead of calling him. Yeah, the, the, so the really charges hope... on the call to India would have been... Uh, would it have would have been, been too much. Bankrupted Skype three. So now yeah. we can... So if you fan are uh, somehow know Sulok Chetri, uh, please send him a message. Let him know we're trying to get in touch with him. Exactly. Yeah. Give him a shout. <laughs> do you know him? Sulok Chetri, personally? Yeah. yeah. Of course not. Do you Man, know a guy massive. who knows him? It's no, six thing. degrees of separation. You know, absolutely that thing about, you not. know someone who knows someone else who knows exactly. someone else. Exactly, no. Who knows him. Take that at ten, and I still wouldn't wouldn't say yes. No. Okay. You come from the city, plays it. Anyway, so next week is going to be sport music. Also, a quick um, update on our podcast. Um, you can find um, previous episodes uh, on podcast platforms such as Acast, Spotify, and iTunes. Very easy. Type "sport on" and you will find previous episode. No music, unfortunately, but um, great. Who listens Sport. to this for the music anyway? They listen to us for the for the chat. Yeah, exactly. Content. Yeah. So you've yeah. got some very interesting sport content, yeah. and we will keep upload um, former episodes as well. Right, so time to wish everyone a great weekend. See you next week for hey some though. quality music. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.